Doing things a little differently today. Franchise tag deadline is right around the corner. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, we're going to give you two potential scenarios with two different groups of players. Should they be franchise tagged? Should they be extended? Or should they? Should the Cardinals just let them walk? All that and more on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. Let's go! <laughs> Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Everybody, get in. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are LOC2K. We're trying to get to LOC3K before the start of the 2022 season. We will be with you every day for 30 minutes. Um, barring any sort of breaking news, we'll be with you longer. Um, join us. Stay with us. It's going to get hot in the desert. You're going to need something to kind of keep you inside uh, and in the air conditioning. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. So we're going to do an interesting show today. One, we're going to target one player who the Cardinals may franchise tag, may extend, may let walk. It's kind of the most ambiguous uh, situation the Cardinals have this offseason regarding a potential returning player. Second segment, we're going to pin up two guys that have only been with the Arizona Cardinals for a year, one with a little bit less than a year, which, if either, should the Cardinals franchise tag? And finally, to sum up the whole conversation, should the Cardinals franchise tag anybody? Or would there be funds better allocated elsewhere and in different ways? Uh, we're going to hit all that on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. First, it's going to be Chandler Jones. It's going to be 5-5. It's going to be the guy that has shown incredible peaks over the last two years and some very, very quiet valleys. Unfortunately, it was due to injury two years ago. And after having five sacks uh, in week one in Tennessee, two strip sacks, kind of got put on a milk carton with Chandler Jones. And, you know, he had a great finish to the season but there have been ebbs and flows with Chandler Jones that poses the question if they're of the three options, Bo Brock, franchise tag, extend, or let walk. It's tough. I mean, it really is tough because, you know, Chandler Jones, despite some uh, letdowns, I guess you'd say, after some epic performances, I mean, he came out of the gates. Everybody was saying, extend this guy right now. You know, there's the... Uh, there was the reporting saying that Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime were on the sideline in Tennessee and Nashville, and they were talking about get your pocketbook out, whatever it was. It was a false report, but it never happened. Chandler Jones then kind of fell silent for the next couple games, right? Like he, he wasn't making the impact that we were used to seeing from Chandler Jones, and you're seeing, you didn't see a consistent effort from him. I think that down the stretch, Chandler Jones played well, but when you look at the franchise tag and the number that he would command, $18.5 million? I mean, that's a big number. I know that you're used to paying Chandler Jones that money, but when you look at where the Arizona Cardinals are cap-wise right now, you know they're, they're not exactly where you want them to be. So giving Chandler Jones one year of $18.5 million guaranteed, I just don't think that's, it's, it's not doable. And then what kind of guaranteed number does it take to lock him up to a lucrative extension? Now, when we're talking about a guy at his age, you know, in his 30s, what kind of extension would he receive? Would it be like two, three years? And maybe you could just kind of rework things down the road as far as some dummy years and stuff like that. 
that might be your best scenario. Um, I, I, I'm really hesitant to say, hey, just let him walk. I, there has to be conversations had between the Arizona Cardinals and Chandler Jones representation. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, if, if it's a Patrick Peterson situation and there's a team like Minnesota was this offseason and they're saying, hey, we'll give you eight million with the upwards of ten million dollars this season. That's tough to compete with. That's where you just got to say, hey, we got to look elsewhere for a pass rush. And, you know, I completely forgot. I tweeted out and deleted right away. I'm like, I forgot that Chandler Jones requested a trade. He, like, do yeah. you remember that? I mean, I don't, I don't ago. know why. I don't yeah. know why I don't remember that. Uh, that it was just, listen, we do this stuff. Like, I'm going to forget sometimes something sometimes. I'm like, oh, man. And it kind of got swept under the rug. And it adds a different little wrinkle to this situation. Like, you'd think that everything would be hunky-dory. He got paid a lot of money to stay and be an Arizona Cardinal. Now, you're right. I don't think you have I don't think you can let him walk. I mean, the thing is, like, if you want to not have if you want to have revisionist history and forget that Calais Campbell was a huge mistake letting him walk, that's fine. But this is something close enough, even though they're different players. Calais Campbell, six seven. Chandler Jones yeah. is a bona fide edge rusher, the best by the numbers since he's been an Arizona Cardinal. You need to understand that not only will the Cardinals have him if you extend him, the other team won't. And if, I mean, interdivision things happen all the time, okay? So, like, if the 49ers want to offer him money, he's going to go play for the 49ers. Like, there's no such thing as loyalty yeah. in sports anymore, especially interdivisionally. It used to be, like, Steve Finley with the NL West, and that was it. And then when Johnny Damon went to the Yankees, it seemed like everything everything is up in the air. With Chandler Jones, the cheaper way is to extend him because you can give him – 22 million dollars over three years and keep them or 25 over three years which is a lot more palatable than giving him 18 million dollars a one shot with no guarantee that he's going to play the next mm. season for the cardinals now i i didn't realize this but according to pro football focus because the arizona cardinals utilized the the franchise tag for chandler jones's first extension they they tagged him and then they worked out the extension this would actually be his second franchise tag so he would make 120 percent more uh, of his his salary from 2021, which would be close to 25 million dollars, and that's yeah. that's just not doable, right? And and nobody's going to pay him that for a year. So that actually has something that the the Cardinals that would actually, and I was unaware of that too. That's a good memory that I, that I that could actually benefit the Cardinals more because he knows nobody's going to pay him 25 million dollars for one year. He knows that if the Cardinals don't franchise tag him, he might get 25 over two. 20, 25 over three, but he's not going to get 25 over one. Now, if you go to him, be like, listen, let's break this up into two years. We'll give you 13 and a half this year, 13 and a half next year. Is that something you do to keep him in an Arizona Cardinal uniform for the next two years, which is pretty much the tail end of his prime? I mean, that's running it back for the most part, right? I mean, defensively, yeah. you would you would have your front seven pretty much intact. You would have J.J. Watt back. You would have... Uh, you would have Marcus Gold and the Junkyard Dog, and then you would have Chandler Jones. You know, I would say that that's enough of a pass rush, even, you know, with the chances that production for a guy like Chandler Jones could fall off a cliff. But when you look at the production from last season between him and Golden, I mean, as far as edge rushers, the duo, there, there was really, you'd be hard pressed to find a duo that was more productive than they were. Not only were they racking up sacks, they were forcing fumbles. It's not, it's not exactly as frustrating as it, as it is sometimes with Chandler Jones. You probably try to figure something out that works for both sides. Now, like I said, I think Chandler Jones is going to be in more of the camp like Patrick Peterson was last year, where he's going to try to cash in at the highest dollar. 
And there are some teams with a lot more cap space than the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's going to, it's just going to be a tough negotiation to find something that's going to benefit both sides. Well, and the thing is, which is unfortunate for the Cardinals, is the Cardinals eat Chandler Jones more than vice versa, which is, which is an issue because that's where overpaying comes into play. Because you can think what you want, but if Chandler Jones walks, the Cardinals are screwed from the pass roster position. From what we've seen over the last couple of years, you're relying on J.J. Watt on one side, who's going to be 33. If they retain Marcus Golden, cool. Are you going to move Isaiah Simmons to that role? Are you going to move Zayvon Collins to that role? They don't have a lead edge rusher if Chandler Jones walks, regardless of what his output has been over the last two seasons. So it's something that where the Cardinals, Chandler Jones will get a call from 31 other organizations if he's a free agent. Chandler Jones may be outside of Larry Fitzgerald the highest profile at his position guy, maybe tied with Patrick Peterson since we've seen since he's come to this team. And he's been more, his output has been more, you know, plateaued throughout than Patrick Peterson, who's been so up and down, especially after the 2017 season. So like profile wise, 31 teams will call him if they let him test free agency. And I don't think that's unfair. I mean, he's 32. Like he's still going to be productive. Even what if he's the second what if he's the second guy? Look what Von Miller did with Aaron Donald over in over in LA. And Von Miller's I mean, been was, way less productive than yeah. Chandler Jones over you, the last handful of seasons. If you have the luxury of making Chandler Jones your second guy, like a tip of the cap, like good for you. Like I, I just don't the, the Cardinals don't have that luxury right now. Right, exactly. They, they, and that's yeah. why the Cardinals need him more. And and other teams would happily pay lead edge rusher money to Chandler Jones to be their second edge rusher. But the, then you have guys like uh, Hassan Reddick ever entertain a return to the de desert or guys like Von Miller. Um, I mean, there's going to be guys available that can get reps. Now, are they going to be able to put forth the consistent effort? Um, you know, probably not. You'd have to do it. You just have to flood the position by numbers and athleticism. Like you said, you know, maybe you get Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins in, in the mix. Uh, we'll see what the Cardinals decide on Dennis Gardeck. Can they bring him back? We know that he was a pretty solid guy with the absence of Chandler Jones in 2020 when he had the torn biceps. So I, I, don't, I don't think that it's, it's not going to crush the Arizona Cardinals. It, it makes them a, a, I mean, a less talented team, no doubt about it without Chandler Jones going forward. But do you agree that before we move on to, to the next two spotlighted players that um, the Cardinals need Chandler Jones more than Chandler Jones needs them? Sure. But I just don't know if there's, if, if there's a path to him returning. I mean, as far as what number he could command on the open market. Yeah, and that's why the franchise tag coming around. If they, I mean, because a lot of times you'll franchise tag and then work out a deal like they did the first time. Chandler Jones has been paid handsomely by the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll see how much loyalty he has to the team or if it's going to be the dollar for his last contract. And you're not going to fault him one way or the other because really he's been carrying the load a lot of the way, a lot of the time that he's been here. So he may want to take a little bit more of a, a streamlined and, uh, less weight of his shoulders approach and go somewhere else. I mean, who knows? Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked on Cardinals, obviously. I mean, we've got a few weeks before that really comes down to play. Where we're going to see players getting franchise tagged. We're going to highlight two other players in the next segment. Which would you rather franchise tag? James Conner or Zach Ertz? You got to pick one. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, Locked on Cardinals. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. 
Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information that's rounding up. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, second segment, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who makes Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. We ain't doing the paywalls here. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so we hit Chandler Jones. Like, that's going to be an ongoing conversation. We just know that over the annals of time with the Arizona Cardinals, he ain't going to be a Cardinal unless they want to pay him over $20 million. Like, if, if history is any indication of the future, which 99% of human history is, he's not going to be an Arizona card. So I don't, and, and I don't again, think that's a bad thing. I really don't like, okay. It, well, it's, it, it's kind of like that, you know, thank you for your service. Here's your gold watch. Uh, go, go get, you know, go secure the bag elsewhere. We, you know, it was mismanaged as far as the cap and, and trying to retain you for the, for you to, Finish your career as an Arizona Cardinal. It was a sex, uh, successful trade with New England. You came over. You still had a lot of great years left. I mean, outside of Aaron Donald, I don't think anybody had more sacks than Chandler Jones uh, since he became an Arizona Cardinal. Right. So, um, but then but why 30, not keep him? Thirty-two years old. I mean, I, I like I, I see like Von Miller, but like how many other pass rushers can you name that had very productive years that merited a big contract? Like Chandler Jones is going to be seeking this offseason. Now, like if his number comes Clay's Campbell. Clay's Campbell. I mean, that fine. was the one. It, it's it's a little bit different position. He kind of plays a little yeah, bit more inside. But in Clay's Campbell, like I think everybody would he was over 30 and he went and he got a bunch of money from Jacksonville that the Arizona Cardinals really couldn't make that, you know, they couldn't uh they couldn't put that number together for the team because of where they had their their money tied up elsewhere. Um, let's move on here. Cause we're going to talk about that for a while. We're going to go back and forth. I mean, it, it just, the only reason it's just, yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, the Cardinals have no contingency plan for let, when Chandler Jones walks for pass rush, which would have been nice if they would have, you know, drafted accordingly, knowing that this was down the road for not only pass rush, but also corner with Patrick Peterson, even though it worked out a little bit better for the latter, uh, James Connor, one year under two mil, 18 total touchdowns last year. Zacherts came in, had more receiving yards in 10 games than, any wider than any tight end head in a season in, in Cardinals history. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, two different guys, James Conner, obviously a couple of years younger. Zach Ertz has the ability to, it seems like play longer just because tight ends, it's not as much wear and tear on the body every down, like how the Cardinals use James Conner. And that's obviously not an absolute statement. Bo's got the numbers for how much it'll cost to right around the same number. If you're going to franchise tag either Bo, Shoot out those numbers, and if you're going to franchise tag one, even though you know the Cardinals transition tag Kenyon Drake a couple years ago, if you franchise tag James Connor, franchise tag Zach Ertz, which one would you choose if either? Man, uh, that's, that's really tough. It, it is. I mean, when you look at Ertz in his production that he had, like, but what versus what the impact was as far as winning games and losing games, um, sure, one of the best tight end performances wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform, but. I think James Conner probably is the slam dunk answer right there. Nine and a half million dollars it would take to franchise him at the running back position. I would say if, if I was pressed and I was the one making the decisions, I wouldn't tag either one of them. But if I was pressed to do one or, or, the, or the other, probably go with James Conner. 
Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, we've seen way too often. Oh my goodness gracious! Over the last year, when the Cardinals started seven and zero and ten and two, this is the best in team history. This is the best in team history. The team history is terrible. That is not a good reason to do things based on one year of production because it's the best in team history. Okay, it's ridiculous. Aside from the fact that aside from Kyler Murray's numbers, because Kurt Warner had a few good years, Carson Palmer had a few good years. Neither of them homegrown, even the Kurt Warner seems like he has been adopted by the state of Arizona. Like, just because Zach Ertz had the best year for a tight end in Cardinals history doesn't mean Jack. Well, and it I does mean right. that the team needs to to invest in the position. Like, finally. I mean, like like the other 21 positions, not named yeah. quarterback. I mean, you know, it's, I mean it's, that's it's as, it's as futile as it gets as far as the tight end position in Arizona Cardinals history. I mean, it, it's it was brutal. And the fact that they finally, you know, it took a fifth round pick for them to get a player of the caliber of Zach Ertz, and he still had it, and he he still is going to be productive, I would bet, next season. But to make what the franchise tag number would be over eleven million dollars, where the Arizona, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, things are tight right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting. They can they can obviously maneuver things, and they can get money to spend, and they can retain some of these guys, and they can get creative. But as far as tagging these guys, it's it's just not going to happen. And and you're right. I mean. What this what Zach Ertz proved the Arizona Cardinals was one a tight end can be productive in this offense and two that they need to invest in the position that means draft wise and they need to there, there's actually a really in, intriguing crop of free agent tight ends like David and Joku like the Arizona Cardinals need to be Dalton looking Schultz, at Mike Kosicki like there's yeah. a lot of guys yeah um, so if it's I'd not rather... Zach Ertz there's options but so so there's options at running back too. Uh, but you know James Conner, when he's in a specific role in this offense, he can thrive. I mean, he already did. And, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals would just have to find somebody, whether it's Chase Edmonds or elsewhere, to compliment him. Yeah, for sure. And But, I mean, I think that the perfect scenario in my estimation is if you're going to franchise tag one, I think you're right, James Conner, uh, you'd hopefully want to extend both of them. Not only because it's going to be less of a hit on the cap this year, but also you'd have them in red and white for longer. Like Zach Ertz, I would love for him to retire in Arizona Cardinal because the peak is never going to be as high. Mike Gesicki is going to get paid a lot of money. Dalton Schultz is going to get paid a lot of money. And both of them, Dalton Schultz or uh, Mike Gesicki was the only good receiver for Miami for a long time because of injuries and et cetera. Dalton Schultz, they have 38 other options. It's the Christian Kirk effect we talked about yesterday. If you're the fourth option, you're going to be open a lot more than if you're the second or third option from the tight end position. I would love to have James Conner and Zach Ertz both sign two-year deals so at least you have two pillars in place that know the offense, that can that can perform, and when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, it'll be a lot easier for Zach Ertz to not get double-teamed and not get bracketed like he did the second half of the season and be able to kind of maneuver around zones in the middle of the field like he's so good at. Right, and also the thing to look at is Max Williams. You know, can the team get him to come back and, you know, because as far as having that type of uh, blocking tight end is also important to this offense's success. So, look, a ton, a ton of skill positions to look at on, on both sides of the football. The pass rush position with Chandler Jones and, and then here on the offense, you've got, you know, two running backs that could exit free agency. You've got your tight end. You've got another you've got two wide receivers. It's, it's crazy. So we'll see what Steve Kime. I mean, hopefully he's prepared for it. I, I, you know, something from history tells me he's he's not. So it's kind of unfortunate for the Cardinals. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the interesting part, and Max Williams to bring up a good point. Like, I'd much rather have the Cardinals bring back Zach Ertz and 
Max Williams and let Chase Edmonds walk because you can move Max Williams into that Kyle Juszczyk role where like you're seeing different blocking schemes from the backfield now where you have running backs like between the quarterback and shotgun and the line so you can hit that point of attack a couple feet a couple yards earlier if you have max williams in the backfield protecting kyler murray that's another guy that you can move around if he doesn't catch a pass the rest of the year he's just another kind of you know he's the perfect swiss army knife from a blocking perspective blocking scheme perspective on the offense that the cardinals desperately need especially if they have issues on the offensive line staying healthy like they did last year so that's an interesting wrinkle to keep in mind coming up next the real question should they franchise tag anybody yes or no we'll talk about that next in a more grand scale locked on cardinals all right final segment for this thursday edition of locked on cardinals part of your locked on podcast network your team every day we talk chandler jones i mean I think that it's more important for the Cardinals to bring him back than for Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is going to have all the suitors, the bachelorette amount of suitors, uh, if 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 Chandler jo- if the Cardinals don't retain his services one way or another. Talk James Conner versus Zach, Zach Ertz. Who would you rather franchise tag when the money is right around the same, a couple million dollars difference? Both Bo and I agree that James Conner was the correct choice, uh, even though you want to bring them, you want to bring them both back, right? Like if the yeah, price is right, you sure. want to bring them both back, yeah. And and James Conner would be a compliment. There would be a 1B. I don't think Chase Edmonds is the guy unless he wants to not go out and get that money from Detroit or Jacksonville or whatever because he hasn't gotten paid as a third-round pick. You know, James Conner hasn't gotten paid. You're only going to be able to pay one of them. So that'll be interesting to monitor. The real question is, should the Cardinals franchise tag anybody with the salary cap issues they have? Like, do they need to look at the restructuring possibilities of DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt? Because I think J.J. Watt could play two more years. There's two-year 40. You could add dummy years on the end. I think he's got two years left. You know, do you just restructure him, make all of it guaranteed, and just kick it down the road? Or do you just punt on franchise tagging anybody altogether? I mean, you're not going to franchise tag either of the receivers, like Christian Kirk and, and A.J. Green. I think that those right. numbers are way too high. It's it's just they've kind of priced out as far as the positions priced out where the Arizona Cardinals can, do, can franchise tag really anybody. And they're just going to have to roll the dice. They're going to have to roll the dice with negotiating extensions with these guys or trying to figure out who can fill those voids when these players exit. And I mean, and, and the problem is Zach Ertz proved that he can still play at this level. And James Conner, you know, on a one-year rental deal, in, in a prove, prove it deal, he proved it beyond anybody's imagination. 18 touchdowns. Like somebody's going to be calling James Conner. His phone is going to be ringing way more than it did last off season. I mean, probably the only person that's not going to be, you know, a hot commodity out there is going to be AJ Green. Other than that, like the Arizona Cardinals are going to deal with uh, being, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the rest of the NFL as far as trying to get these guys in their team's uniform. Well, it's interesting. Like that kind of brings in a question. Would you bring AJ Green back for one year, four mil? No, you wouldn't. Even with like, even though his production was there when DeAndre Hopkins was on the field, he was a de facto wide receiver one. And if like, here's the thing: if that game, like, if he threw the ball to Christian Kirk and Christian Kirk didn't turn around, people would be looking at AJ Green in a lot better light than that one snapshot of two guys who'd only played a handful of games together not being on the same page. And that could have been on Kyler Murray as much as it was on AJ Green. You know, maybe he maybe he had an audible that AJ Green didn't hear. Maybe he called something that AJ Green didn't understand. Whatever. Like, I feel like if that was removed. A.J. Green was his safety valve for third and long, chucking it down the field. And A.J. Green made a lot of big plays for this team. Like, I don't I, I don't know why it's 
if you could bring him back for half of what you brought him for after what you had last year versus bringing in a free agent guy, you're paying the same amount of money. Who's around the same age. I'd rather have AJ green back. Yeah. I, I just think they need to get younger at a lot of these positions and, and that's going to take a lot of risk. And you know, the guy making the decisions, you don't have a lot of uh, confidence in to make the right, right calls on these, but you know, you got to get faster at pass rush and more physical. You got to get you got to get faster and, and bigger and more physical at the wide receiver position. You got to find guys that can get open in, at the slot position. And it's it's going to be just this is the most crucial offseason that Steve Kime has had probably since he was working under Bruce Arians when this team actually had high expectations because before, you know, it was coming off a three win season. It was coming off a five win season. It was coming off of um you know, having decent amount of cap space and, and decent draft capital uh, coming off an eight win season and, and being able to kind of knock in the door to the playoffs. They have to remain aggressive and they also have to kind of keep the idea that it's not just going to be this year. It's got to be beyond this year. You got to finally find some playmakers that can that Kyler Murray can kind of develop a rapport with outside of DeAndre Hopkins and, and get them locked in. So there's that that offensive continuity. Agreed. Yeah. You know, that's in, in Steve Kyman. I talked about this before the season started last year. The choose your own adventure thing is still in play. Do make a plan and stick to it. Even if the plan is wrong, I just want to see him follow something instead of just flying by the seat of his pants. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that Baltimore are going to draft a certain type of player grounded, hard hitting defenders good scheme for them, level-headed people. Like, you know what the brand of a lot of successful teams are in the NFL. The brand of the Cardinals is trading for people because they can't draft and hoping things work and taking chances. No risk it, no biscuit. Texas Tech failed. Let's hire him as the head coach. Like, it's, it's, it's against all rational thought what the Arizona Cardinals have done. Even hiring Bruce Arians. Nobody knew if that was going to work. It worked. It was great. It was the best three-year span in the history of the Cardinals pretty much since they moved to Arizona. But we didn't know if it was going to work. Like, it's just with Steve Kimes, he's, he's he's volatile. Like, not in yeah. a bad way, not in a negative way. Oh. But he's not – well, I mean, it, listen. Whenever – I am gonna, I was about to tweet something out. Like, if you're going to ask Steve Kimes one question, what would it be? There would be too many alcohol questions. Let it, let it go, okay? He made a mistake. It was an embarrassing mistake. Let it go. Okay, I got a DUI December 9, 2005. I've never had a sip and driven since. Okay, people make mistakes. I blew a .08 on my street, never had a sip and driven since. Okay, people make mistakes. Let's talk employment-wise and not that, and I will tweet that question out. Okay, because I almost, I was, I'm like, I don't need to see that stuff. So, sorry, that was a little soapbox there. But <laughs> when, it when it comes to Steve Kime, it doesn't seem like there's ever a plan, ever. Right. right. Is is that fair? I mean, no. that's a fair assessment of what it, we've seen. For sure. It's it's playing your Madden franchise and then opening like the free agent wire and then seeing who's available because you don't know. Like you just, oh, look who like I could get this guy for running back. I could get this guy for wide receiver. That would look good with DeAndre Hopkins. It's not like, hey, last season, let's let's monitor the, this player and, and see like if we could if, if he would be a fit in Cliff's offense playing with Kyler Murray, it would be just great. Like the thing like the 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 unearthed gems that like New England had year in and year out. It's like Wes Welker, right? You, you then to success uh, for Wes Welker's successor it was Julian Edelman. And it's like it just kept going on and on and on. 
because they were able to kind of find guys that fit their system because they had a plan. They developed those guys. They took their time with it where they, you can't do that when you're just going, you're, you're redeveloping and retooling your roster each and every off season. So that's, I was kind of curious how it was going to go. Like obviously a team builder would want the Cardinals to have a youth infusion at some point, but because Kyler Murray is at this point in his rookie contract, the only, especially for Steve Kime, who is, I, I got to imagine just like he retools his offense. He's also, he's, he's general managing for his job each and every off season and year. He's going to continue to be bullish as to steal Michael Bidwell's words each and every off season that he can. And this, it just gets tougher because now you've got to, you've got to finagle the cap and they have guys that can do that. It's just not only do you, it, you know, it's a, it's a cap league. It's tough. And you've got to find not for anybody else on the fly. It's not for oh. anybody else. Everybody else figures it out. Like I, the Cardinals should be able to franchise tag somebody this year and not worry about it. They should be like, cool franchise tag James Conner. We have plenty of room to do all these other things. And they just don't, they just don't. So if, so before, so I don't even know if we answer this question because uh, we got something good there. Would you have the card? Should the Cardinals franchise tag somebody this year oh. or not? I don't think yeah. so. Not at the age. Same. I think the Cardinals would be, you know, scared that that player would have to play under that tag next season. Because if you're yeah, that player, it's like, no, I'm like, you're going to split up pretty much the guaranteed dollars I would get for this season to two years. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, that's true. Alex Lancey, Ballbrook, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.